What's up, guys? You're listening to Confessions of a Gym Rat, getting you through the 9 to 5 as healthily and happily as possible. I genuinely feel like I've lived three years in this first week of January. I was sitting down to prep out this episode, and I was like, God, it's literally only been one week into 2024, and I feel like I'm in 2027 right now. It's just been one of those tough life is throwing things at you types of types of week but we'll get into that later um anyway since it is january though and the days do fly by awards season is coming up pretty soon and you might be the type of person who does not care at all about the oscars and the emmys and the golden globes and all that stuff and to be honest growing up i didn't really either because my TV and film entertainment consisted of (laughs) iCarly and I don't I don't even the high school musical I don't know so I never really used to care but I've gotten into a lot of TV in the past year if you haven't noticed so now I'm on a mission to watch I gotta I need to watch like the Emmy list of movies. And I'm going to be honest, I have not gotten far at all. I told myself this weekend, get your ass to the theater, go by yourself, get some popcorn. You love that shit. And either watch Iron Claw or anyone but you. Get your lazy ass to the movie theater. And then it proceeded to be like, 28 degrees and snowing and I said I'm not going anywhere I'm funny if I think listen I didn't even go get my nails done okay that's a freaking cold and it's just been on off like snow rain snow rain it was a stay inside type of weekend so that's my excuse that's my blatant excuse for not getting to the movie theater but I did watch Saltburn and I'm just going to get right into it. That I was trying when I was prepping out this episode to write my like concise notes. And I honestly just couldn't get words down. I could not get a cohesive sentence out about that movie other than I loved it. Oh, there goes Chloe with her little jingle she's Chloe's like upset right now because my laptop is on my lap and she's not but she keeps pressing buttons and I'm trying to record a podcast anyway Saltburn very 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 well directed but that movie made me want to crawl out of my skin all right I gotta pause for a second do you guys hear this That is the sound of Chloe furiously digging her paws into my bed. I don't know what her end goal is. I don't know where she's trying to get. I don't know what she's trying to do with the comforter. But it's clearly not to her liking right now. And I think, oh, she just sat down. Okay, I think we're good. All right, salt burn for real. That movie made me want to crawl out of my skin. That was 
it wasn't. So here's the thing. I'll, I'll give a little backstory. I've been hearing this being thrown around everywhere. Everyone's talking about salt burn. And then I listened to Chicks in the Office and they were talking about how like these specific scenes just horrified them. And I was like, I got to know what this deal is. All I know is that it's a movie on Prime and everybody's talking about it. But I am not sure if people are are feel so strongly about it because it's horrifying. Is it raunchy? Is it just too graphic? Like, what's the deal? Is it scary? I don't know. And after watching it without any spoilers, I'm going to say I still don't know. It was the only way that I could describe it is it was sickening. It was kind of sickening. And then I looked afterwards and maybe I was missing something because my friend had texted me and said, let me read his text message out because I like, he just did it. If it'll load. But I looked and the category, it said like rated R, drama and comedy. I was like, comedy? I didn't, I don't think I laughed once. And then he said, I thought it was pretty funny. I don't know. The movie wasn't as disturbing as I expected. I think maybe because the music or the noises, if it had a baseline tone of uncomfortable, then all those weird parts would have been a lot harder. But I think since there was a comedy aspect to it, it wasn't as hard hitting. I I did not laugh like once during that movie. The ending scene, I think, was like the only light aspect to it. I just, I really, I didn't find anything funny. I don't think I laughed at all. It took a while and I think it's because I knew or I I watched it with the hopes of like, okay, everybody's talking this up. It's, it's gotta be weird as shit or something. The first like 40 minutes are not that weird. I'm not gonna lie. So I'm sitting there. I don't really know what direction it was going in. It was almost giving me um, uh, the social network type of vibes. And then shit did get weird. The actual story itself is not weird and absurd. Like that's a great storyline. I feel like we've seen similar stories to it or something. It's it's just those three scenes. And I'm not going to spoil it. But if you go and watch it, the bathtub scene, the blood scene. And the grave scene are so highly uncomfortable. Just uncomfortable. The store, like though the story itself, like I said, is pretty standard drama. Like it's I don't want to say too much, but it could be a book that I've read before, you know. Those three scenes though were so fucking weird and sickening that it it actually the first thing that went through my mind was how fucked up do you have to be to write this scene like who thinks of this and should you be mentally evaluated for thinking of this to even write it like what are your secret disgusting fantasies I don't know I don't know, but those three scenes were fucking weird. Oliver is fucking weird. Such a fucking weirdo. 
everything he does is so bizarre. Very good acting and directing, though, because I think it served to make you feel uncomfortable. And I was very uncomfortable the entire way through. The It's just that. And then the same thing with Euphoria. Like, Euphoria often made me so uncomfortable. I was like, I don't think I want to watch this anymore. When truly horrific and out-of-pocket, like, out-of-pocket things happen. And I'm saying horrific, like, what the hell? Not, like, The Conjuring, you know? Um, when that kind of stuff is written into a movie, I just can't help but think what sick mind wrote this. And I feel like that's fair. Is it sick? Is it genius? I don't know. But it's a good movie. I, I will say, though, don't watch that movie with people because it's, it's just an uncomfortable movie. I feel like I watched it by myself. And I'm glad that I did because it was uncomfortable. And I think I visibly or visibly looked uncomfortable during it. And I'm just glad that I didn't have to experience my uncomfortableness with anybody else. That's all I have to say about that. Anyway, I was pretty busy um, just running around and also having a quarter life crisis this week. So the only other piece of TV that I watched was the first part of the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City finale. And I wouldn't be talking about it on here other than the fact that I feel like I need to because of Monica. Um I have spent time on this podcast on multiple episodes coming to her defense, not that I know her personally, but just feeling bad for her story. You know, like she's living through this abuse and other people are not like giving her empathy for it. And she's in a tough position and just I just feel bad for her. And I like spoke on her situation and and abuse and how it could be really hard to get out of and stuff. And then. Like, I really spent this whole season being like, all right, she pops off. She comes at people when she doesn't, like, she comes at people hard. She could stand to chill, but I feel bad for her. And then we find out that she's been trolling these girls for the past, like, four years. And then, I don't know. It's like, what was what she did the worst offense a person can ever commit? No. Like, what Jen Shaw did and is in jail for is by far worse, of course. But something is so icky about the fact that she, uh, like, really said horrible and cyberbullied these girls, like, said horrible things about them for years and then infiltrated herself into their friend group. Something is so suspicious about her. And I don't know, maybe, like, I think that how she is is definitely a reflection of the relationship and household that she grew up in. But I'm so suspicious. I'm so, I I don't know. She freaks me out. I don't have a good feeling in my stomach about her. And we'll see where it goes. I just, me having come to her defense and like publicly spoken about it, I felt a little stabbed in the back, even though I don't have the right to buy that news. And I'm not going to speak too much on it because I know a lot of you guys probably don't watch it. But if you do watch it, you're probably, mm hmm, I get you, girling, from wherever you're listening from. Um, but that was it as far as TV that I watched this week. I did have a weird dream and I haven't told you guys about my weird dreams in a while. I feel like I started off this podcast like strong with the weird dreams and then I just forgot about them. But 
this one happened last night and it kind of fits in emotion since I was talking about John Mayer last week. I had a dream and it doesn't make sense where I was, but I was in almost like a very, very large classroom or like something like that. We're all sitting on yoga mats. I'm like stressed out because I couldn't find a spot. My friends didn't want me to sit with them. It was a whole big mess. That ha- That's probably some my subconscious worrying about something. But we were supposed to learn like a dance or something. I don't know. And instead, John Mayer's in the front row. So I'm like, holy fucking shit, that's John Mayer. And he's just standing there with an acoustic guitar, just minding his own business, like plucking away at the thing. And then an announcement was made that John Mayer was going to be teaching us how to play the guitar. So everybody grab your guitars. And everyone's grabbing their guitars and John's doing his thing. And for some reason, my guitar was a tiny, like almost a little bit bigger than a ukulele with plastic. Okay, hi, Chloe. She's sitting on my lap again. With plastic strings that wouldn't tighten. So they were just loose and hanging there. And I was so embarrassed in front of John Mayer. I'm, yeah, that was it. That's, that's, that's quite literally all there was to my dream. Um, if that's going to be foreshadowing of everything or anything, I hope that it's at least foreshadowing that I will learn to play guitar by John Mayer. That's it. The rest of it, yeah, I don't need. Although it's probably more realistically than my friends not wanting me to sit with them. <laughs> oh, God, that's not funny. Oh, but it's true. Okay. <laughs> the other, I'm laughing, but it's not funny. The, uh, see, this is why sometimes I need like a co-host, somebody to talk to, because I'm just going to go bananas by myself. Um, the other major thing that happened this week or major part of my week was I did my very first cold plunge. And let me tell you, I don't really like know what I was expecting, but I wasn't expecting what I got. No. So this company had sent me deep dive wellness had sent me a cold plunge. And I was like, you know what? Let me bring it to my gym. Let's let everybody spread the love. It's fucking cold outside in New Jersey. I'm not going to use it that often. And I don't really know where to store it. So I put it in the gym. We set it up or whatever. And we fill it up with water. We fill it up with ice. There wasn't too, too much ice in there. It was like uh, 14 pounds or something like that. I don't know. And I'm I'm looking at it and it just... I don't know. It was just giving off the illusion of like cold pool. You know, when you step into a pool or you like, they like you say jump in a pool because when you step in, it's like, ah, like I'm so cold and your body kind of shivers and then you're really cold when you get out. That's what I was expecting. What I got was far worse than that. And I'm not going to lie. I put like I did not put my shoulders fully under there because I was being a bitch. And I should have, but I just, once I was in like the position that I was in, I wasn't moving. I went numb and was like, I am not moving. I am comfortable where I am. I just don't like if my life depended on it and I can't move right now. Okay. So I put my two feet in, obviously. And it's shocking, you know, a little bit. I wouldn't even use the word shocking. It's alarming. It's cold. It's freezing. I lowered down and as I'm lowering down, I just hear Zena going, breathe, like focus on your breathing. And in the split second of before 
my body was like submerged I was like what is she talking about breathe like obviously and then all of a sudden I couldn't breathe I've never experienced like a shock like that my body was going into survival mode I've never like I like I'm at a loss for words right now I don't even know how to say it my body has never experienced something that extreme and had to go into that like fight mode survival mode you know I was trying to take deep breaths but I kept choking on my breath and you could watch it I put it up on YouTube the video I'm like dry heaving I I was hyperventilating and it's and it's truest form you know I feel like we always throw around the terms like I was crying so hard I was hyperventilating no I was actually textbook definition hyperventilating and then after the first 30 seconds you just go numb once I could catch my breath I was like all right this isn't that bad but when I couldn't I seriously thought I for one split second thought I was gonna die and I know I wasn't But I think it was just my body transitioning into that survival mode that I was like, oh, my God, I might not make it through. Like, I might actually die right now. But I did not, clearly, because I'm here to tell the story. Will I do it again? Um, mm, I'm never going to say never, but I really don't want to. I don't feel like a reborn person after that. And I know that there's benefits to it and stuff. I just, I almost felt bad afterwards where I was like, I'm so sorry, body. And like internal systems that I put you through that, that I scared you guys like that. I don't, I don't know. It's one of those that I'm going to have to do more research and I'm not a very, very sciencey person, but I understand the recovery benefits from it. But if you're going into shock and hyperventilating, like how healthy is this trend? actually just just a little food for thought anyway though we do have a great episode ahead no guest this week but there is a guest next week so don't fret and we're going to be talking about something I guess most of you guys can probably relate to and honestly I need to get off my chest as well and sometimes we just do so without further ado let's get started with this week's episode All right, let's get into some weekly highlights for the week. My non-health and fitness related highlight was definitely the meal I had on Friday night. Me and my friend just went out to like a new steakhouse in our town or in our area. And we, when I tell you we balled out for no reason, I had a hard week. I had a very hard week for reasons we're not going to discuss on here. That meal and that experience was so needed every special that the guy came over to with my friend was like yeah just get it let's just add it on let's just get it and it was a good meal and I took home the leftovers and I'll tell you they're just as good reheated and when does that ever happen can I just list off so it was the two of us two people just some buddies hanging out appetizers we got lamb lollipops which I really do try to not eat lamb because it makes me sad but that's not the point We got a charcuterie board. We got seared shrimp. I think that was it. After that, we got a porterhouse steak for two. Truffle mac and cheese 
French fries never came, but honestly, I'm not upset about that. And what else did we get? Oh, we got two slices of bacon. I didn't really eat it because I like my bacon crispy and that was looking mm, too thick for me. And we got creamed mushrooms. Absolutely fantastic. Top it off with dessert. He got a chocolate raspberry cake. I got a bread pudding. I took so many leftovers home. But if you live near charcoal, it's char K-O-L. You got to convince someone to take you there because you are missing out otherwise. Um, And then my, you know what? My fitness related highlight this week is I went on a run. I did a Peloton run. I did the whatever 30 minutes, whatever midnight's run with Taylor Swift. She definitely got me through it. But I'm proud of myself for doing that willingly because y'all know how I feel about running and it's I felt great afterwards I really did (laughs) that's it that's it that's the highlights all right into the nitty-gritty I mentioned earlier in the episode that this week was just not a great week for me you know and sometimes when my mind is foggy or whatnot or I mean, I don't know, it could really be any time. Sometimes, you know, I just don't have the best workout. And I get a lot of messages or my clients will come to me being like, I don't know, this week just wasn't a good week. Or what do you do when you have a bad workout? I have clients who have said to me, you know, I I was two exercises in and I just wasn't like, I just wasn't feeling it. So I just walked out. So I thought that I would come on here and talk to you guys about the feeling of not really not really having your mind in a workout, like that eh workout feeling and what to do when you're in that scenario. Um, Because it is truly frustrating. You know, this week I had a great leg day on Tuesday. I was pushing myself. I felt so sore the next day. I felt so rewarded afterwards. I felt great. And then Thursday, I was just kind of going through the motions You know, I wrote out my workout in advance, which definitely does help these things, but I just wasn't feeling like I was really into the workout. I was going through the motions, but I wasn't really present for them. And when I finished the workout, I was like, I kind of feel like I just wasted an hour of my life. Why did I just do that? That was not a good workout at all. And then I thought back and I reflected a little bit and was like, okay, no, you did this, you did that, you did this, you did that. Maybe it wasn't a standard hamstring day. You know, I didn't hip thrust. There were no deadlifts. Okay, I didn't like leg press or anything. But what I did will still benefit me in some way, even if it's teeny, teeny microscopic. So whenever my clients say to me, you know, oh, I left because I just, I really wanted to give it my all or something, you know, you're already there. And I've had those moments where I'm like mid-workout and I'm like, this is just a waste of my time. And then I stop myself and I'm like, you know what? You are here. You are already doing this. You're already a little bit into it. You can't change what already happened, you know, but you can change where your mind's at and what you do going forward. So instead of, 
instead of being two exercises in like this is a waste, you know, consciously acknowledge, okay, my mind is scattered right now. This week, my mind was in a million places. I was worried about what was next and not what was happening completely. Hand up. That was my week this week. And in the moment, if I had taken a second to realize, it was like, oh, I'm not really having a good workout. I think I would have combated that with like, okay, no, I'm, I might not be having the best workout of my life right now, but let's change it. You still have three exercises left. Let's change it going forward and let's kill the other half of this workout. Two, not every workout is going to be a fantastic workout. Not every workout is going to be PR. Not every workout you're going to feel extremely sore afterwards. You know, if it was, then we'd just constantly be living sore all the time and that wouldn't be any fun at all. And our muscles probably wouldn't grow. Not every workout is going to be that phenomenal drenched in sweat type of workout. It doesn't mean that it's a bad workout. But I get it and I empathize for those workouts where your mind is just not there for it and it can feel very frustrating. So what do I do with these feelings? I'm acknowledging them. I'm telling you. You're not the only one who feels that way. I have crappy workouts. I beat myself up about it. How do I combat that feeling? Or what do I then do when I have a shitty workout? I think the first part or the first thing is what I already told you. You know, you have to acknowledge in the moment, not every workout's going to be the best workout ever. That's okay. But that does not mean that it's a waste, period. I don't know why I just said period. I think I thought I was talking to Siri for a second and I'm not because I'm recording a podcast. Oh my God, I'm going delirious. Okay, we're. <laughs> I just need a second to collect my thoughts. All right, writing out your workouts in advance, I have told you guys this time and time again, helps so much. But I will say I did write out my workout in advance beforehand on Thursday when I did not have the best leg day and sometimes it just happens I was going through a lot my mind just was not present okay but I find when I'm going through and I'm writing out what I'm going to do I get excited as nerdy and gross as that is I literally get excited I'm like oh man we're doing the hack squat today I cannot wait to be feeling that pain you know, or if I'm writing a shoulder workout, it's like, oh, yes, I am going to have a pump after these lateral raises. And that's part of it is just because I don't know, I feel like my clients are like this, too. Once you start to see change, you kind of chase that pump after. So I get super excited for that. And that's another reason to write out your workouts in advance. Another tip I have. And this one, I got to give credit to my therapist. Whenever I find myself in that not mentally present phase, which was what was happening to me, I use this technique called grounding. And it sounds really, really stupid, but I'm, I'm not going to lie. It does help. And I don't know, maybe it's, it's definitely like a mental thing. But my therapist that told this to me when I first came to her and was really, really, really struggling with my anxiety I'm a type of person that's always thinking about what's next and not thinking about what's in the moment. Grounding is 
kind of a way of talking to yourself, like but pointing out things that you see, feel, hear, smell, like things that you're sensing in the moment, you know? So when I was sitting through my workout and I should have done this, but I, and this is my self-reflection, you know, nobody's perfect. Some days you're just going to have that bad feeling. But when I was going through my workout this week, thinking about all the things that were stressing me out and all the stress I had going on and worrying about the texts popping up on my phone, what I could have done and what I should have done in the moment was after a set be like, okay, I'm in the gym. This song is playing. It smells kind of fine in here. I don't know. I don't really smell anything. Right in front of me is a barbell. The barbell's cold when I touch it. I am wearing black shorts. Just things like that to put myself in the moment instead of thinking about what's next. So it's called grounding. And you don't have to say it out loud. You can write it down if that's what helps you. But it really helps put your mind in the present. And therefore, get your mind back into that workout. God, my neighbor has the loudest car. I think I've told you guys this before. It cannot possibly be any good for the environment at all. But he comes home and will just like sit in it for a while and it just creates a lot of panic and a lot of noise for no reason, okay? Those though are my two major tips. The reason why I really wanted to come on here and talk about this with you guys this week was just to acknowledge the fact that it's okay. You know, sometimes you're gonna be in a rut. Sometimes you're gonna have a bad workout. All you can do is focus on the moment And do your best in the moment. Let yourself feel the emotions. If you're really stressed out, if you feel like you're having a bad workout and your mind's not in it, maybe address why your mind's not in it. What is stressing you out? Write it out. Write it down. But those feelings are completely normal. I go through it. You go through it. You just can't let it affect your next workout. How do I like how do I bounce back from it? The next workout, I I kind of remind myself like all right yesterday you were not feeling happy when we left so what are you going to do differently this workout and how can we bring it back and change it and make it a good one that's that's really it dwelling on it never did anything anyway I used to be a dweller oh my god was I a dweller and let me tell you I was much more miserable and unhappy when I was um And I guess the last thing, just to recap and reiterate, don't give up, okay? Unless you're feeling, like I have stopped workouts before because I feel ill or hurt. Something is not right. But if you're there and you're mentally just not in it, just try your best through the rest. That's really all you can do. But you doing a half-assed workout is better than you not doing a workout at all. Or maybe stop your lift. You want to try again tomorrow? Go ahead. Try again tomorrow. But at least get some cardio in, walk on the treadmill, do something else, you know, but movement, healthy movement, even if it's not your hardest, most exhaustive lift ever is better than no movement. And I'm with you. We all got those days. And if you need me to pick you back up from it, then shamelessly plug here, sign up for one-on-one training with me. My one-on-one platform, actually, I'll talk a little bit about this before we wrap up here gives you can rate your workouts at the end of it so then I can go in and see oh she rated last week's leg workout is extremely hard but this week's was moderate 
what went wrong? Was it something that I did? Was it not challenging enough for you? Or were you not feeling it? And it's a great way for me to kind of address these things and help my clients get through periods like that. So yeah, listwithlistcoaching.com. <laughs> All right, guys, though, that wraps up this week's episode. Next week, I do have an exciting interview for you guys. So tune in. Make sure that you are subscribed wherever you listen to your podcast. And please give a five-star rating if you're feeling kind and friendly. <laughs> Follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Lifts with Liz. Follow the podcast on Instagram at Confessions of a Gym Rat. And subscribe on YouTube as well. My whole cold plunge video is up and out there for the public to see. It's slightly embarrassing, but if you're intrigued, go take a listen. Have a happy, healthy week, and I'll talk to you next week. <laughs>